Amen. Thank you, Joe. Well, we are starting this new series on milestones. And in fact, my wife and I celebrated a milestone this past summer as we celebrated 25 years of marriage. Uh, it was a great time to remember uh, uh, all those years. It's hard to believe it's been 25 years. I'm sure all of you who are celebrating uh, anniversaries wonder how the, the years flew by. And, and I, I can't believe I'm that old uh, as we celebrate those milestones. And, and, and I think it's important in our lives that we, we take a moment to remember those milestones. Uh, because the older we get, the quicker life passes us by. Uh, and that's why I think it's so important to celebrate, to remember, to be reminded of those important events in our lives. And a milestone by definition is, a, is a, an event or an action of a significant change or development in your life. It's a marker defi that defines kind of the old from the new, where you know your life will never be the same again, where a new chapter in your life opens up. In its original use, a milestone was an actual stone set up beside the road to uh, mark the distance in miles from one place to another. And so if you're walking, that would set up a stone. And so you could keep track of how far you've actually come. And I want to make sure that we don't pass by these milestones too quickly. And they can bring up uh, so many emotions in our lives as well. Fear, anticipation, joy, celebration. But they call us to remember. They call us to tell the story to our friends and family. Some of you might be celebrating milestones in your life right now. I know for, for Charlie, he is going through a milestone right now as he ends youth ministry. And how many years? 17, 17 years in youth ministry. And he's going from youth ministry to doing discipleship here in our church. And that is a, a milestone. Everything is going to change as he goes through that uh, transition. But in the Bible, the Israelites often... They had many moments where God called the people to stop, to take a moment and to mark an event, to mark a milestone going on in the life of the people. Uh, God didn't want them to forget the moment. And often they would actually build a monument so that they could remember and look back. God wanted them to tell the stories to their children and to their grandchildren. He didn't want them to forget that milestone in their life. In fact, even in, in the book of Numbers, we read about how even the clothes that the Jews wore were designed to help them remember, to be a milestone. They were commanded to have fringes on the corners of their garments. It's called a zitzi, and the four corners, and it was, uh, had a blue cord within it. And they did this because, so that when you see it, you will remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them and you will be holy to your God. It was just a, a physical reminder for them of that milestone when the God gave them the law. Don't forget, wear these commandments on your body, in your clothes. You know, in my life, I've done various things to help remind me of those milestones going on in my life. This, this is the Bible I was reading when I was called to ministry as a sophomore at Texas Tech. I actually have the passage marked in the book of Numbers and a, and a note card there with the scripture on it. And it helps remind me of that calling that I had so many years ago. 
I had better eyesight back then too. <laughs> this is the Bible I was reading when I was called to be a senior pastor. And I've marked it in Deuteronomy and out in the margin I have my second call. It's a milestone, it's a reminder. I'll never get rid of these two Bibles because they're milestones. They are, in a sense, a monument to the calling that God has placed in my life. Why is that important? Well, let me let you in on a secret. There have been many days over the past eight years, 12 years, 20 years, where I've wondered, why am I a senior pastor? I've wondered, why did God call me to do this? There's many times that I don't feel adequate, that uh, I, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing, like I, I'm better equipped to do something else. There are some days when I don't want to stand up here and preach, I'd rather be down there watching. And so these are reminders of that call. These milestones remind me that I was indeed called. And until God calls me to do something else, I know that I am equipped Equipped by the Spirit of God, called by God. Does that make sense? Sometimes we need those reminders, those milestones to, to keep us on track. And a very important part of these milestones is remembrance. Over and over again in the Bible, we are called to remember. Over and over again in the Bible, God wants us to remember. In the act of remembrance, I said this last week, in the act of remembrance, Often our faith is activated and we are motivated to continue and persevere in our journey of faith. Remember we talked about that very thing last week on Easter. Remember when the, the women came Easter morning to the tomb and they were going to anoint Jesus' body for burial. And uh, when they get to the tomb, they see the two angels and the angels uh, are saying, why are you looking for the living amongst the dead? He is not here, he's risen remember what he told you? The angels are telling the women, remember what Jesus told you? The angels were chastising the women because they forgot what Jesus had told them. Remember, we are called to remember these milestones. And over the next several weeks, we're gonna look at many of these milestones in our lives. Uh, some good, some bad. Becoming a parent, graduating high school or college, uh, giving your heart to Christ, these different milestones in our lives. And in fact, this is my prayer. My prayer is that your eyes would be opened and your heart would be transformed and reminded again that in that remembrance, you would draw closer to Christ. In fact, let's pray for that right now. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you. Open our hearts to see and to remember these milestones of our lives. I pray that you would come and fill us even now, Holy Spirit, that we would remember and that we would be transformed. Amen. This morning, the milestone that we are remembering is this, that our lives are built on Jesus Christ, the cornerstone. We are remembering the most important of milestones, that we are saved in Jesus Christ and called to be the dwelling place of God. So I wanna read our text again as we reflect 
on this passage from Ephesians. Our text that we read earlier is, is a summary statement of a larger text in Ephesians, but I want to read it again. Here it is. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Jesus Christ himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church of Ephesus and he wants them to remember. Remember the change that Jesus has made in your lives. Remember where you were and where he is calling you to go. Here is the milestone. Once you were a stranger and alien to God, but now you are citizens numbered as a saint and a member of the household of God. I want you to reflect on that a moment. Once you were separated from God. Too often we skip over that. Some of us grew up in the church our whole lives. And so we can't hardly remember a time where we were apart from God. Anyone grow up in the church? Any of y'all? Some of y'all did? Yeah, a lot of you. So it's hard for you to remember sometimes that there was a time when you were separate from God. But the word clearly tells us that before we come to Christ, we are separated. But by his grace, we have become saved. We are now a part of the household of faith. We are now family. But before that, we were children of wrath. But now in Jesus, we are children of God. Paul states in 1 Thessalonians, Jesus who rescues us from the wrath that is coming. We don't like to think about wrath, do we? But apart from Jesus, we are children of wrath. I want you to hear that. Apart from Jesus, we are, as Ephesians tells us, aliens and strangers. Apart from Jesus, we have no hope. So this milestone is only for those who have given their lives to Jesus. For God's judgment is on all of those who do not submit their lives to Jesus. John and Charles Wesley, the founder of Methodism and the Methodist movement, focused on this idea. John wrote at least 39 times about the importance of fleeing the wrath that is to come. Our book of discipline, which is our kind of our rule book, states this, when, when you come to the church, there's only one condition previously required of those who desire admission into these societies or church, a desire to flee from the wrath to come and to be saved from their sins. Apart from Jesus, we are children of wrath. But those in Jesus are now children of God. And this isn't just a one-time experience. This is a continual growing in Christ over and over again. A continual remembrance and a continual desire to live in the light of Jesus Christ. For us, this desire to flee from the wrath that is to come is shown in how we live lives of holiness and watch over each other in love. That's, that's part of our calling, to live lives of holiness and to watch over each other in love. That's so important. Day after day after day. That's our calling. It's a journey of 
sanctification, becoming more and more like Christ. So we come this morning to remember this milestone. In Jesus, we are children of God, adopted into the household of faith. And a key part of this milestone is the continual living for Jesus daily in our actions and in our beliefs. I wanna return to Ephesians again and read again. We're gonna get it by the end of it. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens. We're no longer children of wrath, but you are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Jesus Christ himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God. The daily living as saints of God is built on the apostles and the prophets' teaching. What is that? The Bible. It is built on this foundation. It is held together by Jesus Christ, the cornerstone. And I want you to hold this image in your mind. Jesus is our cornerstone. I've brought a, a kind of a replica of what a, a cornerstone looks like. And, and in ancient times, when a builder would build a building, the cornerstone was the most important stone of the whole building. When they would get the site prepped and ready, they spent a lot of time, and they still do, prepping the site, making sure it's level. And then they would set first the cornerstone. And it had to be smooth and at right angles uh, and, and perpendicular. And, and they had to set it just right because everything else in the building is built off of this cornerstone. They had to make sure it was level, horizontally and vertical. And as they began to build off of this cornerstone, they had to set it in the right spot. Otherwise, the whole building is off. And if they're starting to build and the walls get off, they would go back and reference to the cornerstone to make sure where had they gone wrong? Where's it off? So this stone was critical. It was important in the building of any building. Now that was before technology. But most buildings today, they have a cornerstone, but it's more ceremonial in nature. Uh, it, it's often put in last, not first. And often on the cornerstone, it has the, the name of the organization, maybe the architects, the trustees, and so forth. Uh, here's the cornerstone of our church. There it is, the Methodist Church, 1923. It's on that end as you come in. Many of you have seen it or walked by it uh, every Sunday as you come into the church. It was actually taken out of the original sanctuary, 1923, and placed in our Fellowship Hall building in the 90s. And so you can see when the, the building was begun in 23, I think it was finished in 25. But isn't that an interesting metaphor? Two different types of cornerstones. One is foundational to the building and one is largely ceremonial. And the question is, what kind of cornerstone would you like in your life? What type of cornerstone are you going to have? A cornerstone that is integral to the integrity and alignment of your life or one that is only ceremonial, having no real purpose, that doesn't really make any difference in your life? Well, if you understand the wrath that is to come, which cornerstone would you like? I'll take the one that is foundational to my life, that will align my life. Let me show you a cornerstone that isn't ceremonial. This is uh, one of the foundation 
It's foundational to the building. This is a picture of the southwestern corner of the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. And so you can see those cornerstones right there and the one down there on the ground, uh, amazing giant stones uh, that make up the corner of the building. But what you can't see is there's actually foundation stones even below that underground. If you ever go to Israel, you can actually take a tunnel tour under this wall and see those massive foundation stones underneath that go down several uh, feet underneath the ground. It's an amazing one. And one of the stones underneath uh, that corner down there is 40 feet long, 14 feet wide, 12 feet high. Let me show you how, Wyatt, come help me. Come up here. I need you to come stand over here. Come stand right here. Got it? Good job. That's 40 feet. All right, good job, Wyatt. You can sit down. That is a massive stone. Third largest building stone in existence in the world. I'll take that cornerstone. I'll take that cornerstone. It weighs approximately 600 tons. That's the type of cornerstone that I want holding my life up. Jesus is our cornerstone. Again, I want us to go back to the scripture, read it again. In fact, why don't y'all read it with me this time? Here we go. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God. In him, the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord. We, the church, are the temple of Jesus. I want you to understand that. We are the dwelling place of God. This building is not the dwelling place of God. The only reason why this building is the dwelling place of God is because we are here in this building. Does that make sense? It's not about a building. It's about the body, the family, the temple of God. We are the dwelling place of God. The family of God should be the dwelling place of God. And that dwelling place must be built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Jesus Christ as the cornerstone. If any of these are missing, then the structure crumbles. The structure is not sound. This is our foundation. Jesus is our cornerstone. But when we build our lives on these, then no matter what the world throws at us, we can stand firm. Remember this, we are the temple of God. You are the temple of God. 
No weapon formed against us will prosper. No trial or temptation can overcome us. All failures and setbacks in life are only temporary because we have an eternal foundation in Jesus Christ. This cornerstone that we have in Jesus builds us up, builds up the household of God, a family of God. Do you see the relational aspect of this? We need each other. We need each other to keep us accountable. We need each other to hold us up when life gets rough. We need each other so that we can look over each other in love. We need each other when the weight of life is overwhelming. We need each other as we make disciples and we worship God. We need each other as we seek to live holy lives. We need each other as we are the church of Jesus Christ for the world. We are the temple of God. Here's our milestone. Jesus Christ, the cornerstone, the reason for our existence. We exist as a church only because of Jesus and his purpose. Our faith is centered and focused on a person. We gather to remember the significance of Jesus' death and resurrection. We have no other reason to exist. Yes, we have programs, we have traditions, we have rituals, we have program ministries, but they must be built on Jesus. They must point to him, our agenda, our identity, our milestone, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. How we thank you, O oh God, for this reminder that Jesus Christ is our cornerstone and it is solid and it is sound and it is true and it is level. And we can always look to that cornerstone and align our lives. And if we try to align our lives with anything else, we will crumble. So remind us again, O oh God, this morning. Come Holy Spirit, even now speak to our heart. Remind us if we have not been aligning our life around Jesus Christ that we're off center if we have not been aligning our life on the foundation of your word, we will not stand. So even in this moment, oh God, we confess to you that there are days, weeks, months, even years sometimes where we have gotten off, where we have misaligned our lives. And I pray, oh God, even now, that you would realign us in Jesus Christ. And that we would, again, build on your foundation. Help us as the body of Christ, oh God, to live lives of holiness and to look over each other in love. Remind us of the cornerstone, Jesus Christ. We pray in your holy name. Amen.